This is 4H4U2, a podcast from the Mississippi State University Extension Service promoting 4-H programs and positive youth development. Here now your host, Dr. John Long and Kobe Rutherford. All right. Well, welcome to 4H4U2 again. And Kobe, how are you today? Doing fantastic, John. It's been a busy, fast week. Gosh. It's like you'd kicked an ant bed in the in the 4-H office, right? I know. We go the whole month with the phone ringing like twice a day <laughs> to now twice every five minutes. It's been insane. We're, we're, we're a hot item, that's for sure. That's right. That's right. Well, we got, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. Of course, you know, summer's on top of us, and uh, the Mississippi Homemaker volunteers uh, are going to be on campus next week, and then ne- the week after that, you know, it's Congress, so... We've got a lot going on for sure. And then what really got me was I was I had a uh, National uh, Shooting Sports Committee meeting uh, yesterday, and somebody said, uh, how many how many uh, weeks are we out now from the national championship? And somebody said, five. And I thought, oh, my goodness, five weeks until the end of June. Then we're looking at state invitational, so it's a lot of stuff going on in a short amount of time. Co-op, we got co-op. Yeah, co-op. Yeah. Then just so many events going on yeah. this summer. My wife and I were trying to look at some dates for a possible vacation, <laughs> and John, I don't know that it's going to happen this year. <laughs> it is wild. I don't know when we had a vacation last. It's it's rough, you know. Of course, I didn't even say anything about PADs. We'll be on the road with PADs yeah. too. That, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know, all of our uh, and that ties into what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. All times management, leadership, yep. all these things kind of go hand in hand together. And I'm kind of excited about our topic today. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, the past couple podcasts, or past three or four, however, however many we've done now. We've talked about kind of content area. We talked about safety. We talked about youth livestock programs. We've talked about uh, ATV safety, and uh, now we're kind of getting into the, the youth development content. Mm-hmm. I think leadership is one of the best skills that we teach for teachers. So when we're talking about leadership, what what exactly um, what is that when it's with 4-H? What does that really mean to you? What is that? How, how do you see that? Well, I think when I think about leadership, my favorite leadership quote uh, just really defines the whole concept of leadership and leaders very well, and it's by uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and it's, a genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but a molder of consensus, trying to get everybody on the same page, being an an influencer, uh, being someone who others look up to, uh, but kind of keeping your power in check, I think. Right, right. And that's that's very important because a lot of times, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, adults have that problem, right? Keeping keeping a lot of things in check. But uh, I think to me, uh, one of the things that you know, 4-H uh, teaches uh, the young people to give back. Uh, I'll, I'll use a big word, contributory skill, and giving back to what's been given to them is really an awesome thing in my opinion and i've seen young people start from you know very young age in 4-h and go all the way through um and to see them take leadership roles and, and not necessarily in you know this terminal uh part of their 4-h career it's supposed to go with them 
you know, forever and even through the program. So you can see a lot of young people at a young age exhibiting leadership skills for sure. That's exactly right. And I think about stages of leadership and think about where, you know, we want people to be through the 4-H program. You know, you and I as extension educators, we want to make an impact on those children's lives and teach them, like you said, how to give back. But I think it's important as we talk about leadership to these kids that we teach them about leaving a legacy. What do you want to be remembered as? You know, even after post-4-H into adulthood, uh, into your senior citizen years, and even posthumously, what is going to be that thing that people remember about you? And I think that's where really good leaders stand apart from uh, people who don't take leadership roles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also another misconception. I think that everybody has a, a potential to be a leader. And just because you're not in the forefront of something or a project, you still have an ability to provide leadership to a certain aspect of a team or to a certain aspect of a, a, a contest or something like that. So right, right. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I, you're talking about quotes. I wish I'd have brought this. It's on my wall in my office, and it's by, and I'm going to really slaughter this but it was from uh general macarthur and he said that um war a soldier's job is to not to destroy but to rebuild and that when he uh and i again i'm slaughtering this and i'm gonna get to the point in a minute but he said that he didn't really want to be remembered by his son for all of the achievements that he made in his military career what he wanted to, his son to remember was the time that he spent with him. And I thought that was just so powerful and such a, um, such a uh, I don't know, it brought it all into context about what a great leader really focuses on as the important things and doesn't let the, the small things get them drugged down, you know, or, def- or, or defeat, you know. Yep. There, there's another one I have on my, <clears throat> excuse me, on my wall that's by uh, Churchill that says, uh, Winston Churchill, that says success is defined uh, by repeated, repeatedly uh, being um, defeated yet not losing enthusiasm. Yeah. And I, I think a good leader does that for sure, too, because it can't, it can't be down, downtrodden by no means for, for that. But That's exactly right. You know, even in these 4-H contests we've talked about so many times, we talk about, you know, in all contests, we applaud participation, first of all. You know, you get up there and you participate, you do the public speech, um, you do the demonstration, whatever it is, you're a winner just by getting up there and competing because most people don't. But at the end of the day, there's always a first prize winner, a second place winner, a third place winner. And where I think that the whole leadership development really begins is when you don't win first place, going back and competing again and trying it again the next year or trying to improve your skills. <laughs> to me, leadership is is not something you're born with it, or it's not really um, something that is inherited. It's your ability to get back up when you fall down. Right. right. And it's, a, it's a, almost a, a road of continuous improvement. Right. You know, you don't, I don't think ever reach a, a pinnacle in your leadership development you keep working harder you try to become a a different leader you try to motivate and inspire people in different ways as you get older well i got i'm got to tell you this little factoid that i heard when i was listening to uh another podcast and actually today and it was on uh united states presidents 
And I'm a big history buff. I did not know this at all. But uh, that George Washington's mother was a loyalist. How about that? And could you imagine that household with him trying to create a country, be a leader, and having to face that difficulty, you see? So that's very true. That's very true. And, And I think that it's important to learn that you're not going to please everybody. I think that's another thing a leader has to realize is that what, what was what was Lincoln's uh, favorite quote? We're doing a quote of quotes today. I know. Uh, what, you can't please all the people some of the time or something like that, you know. But the fact is, is you're not going to be able to make everybody happy. That's right. And I, learning that is another good quality, I think, of a leader. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people with different personalities struggle with things you know if you're taking the myers-briggs test and oh, yes. trying to figure out what yes. type of personality you have or that's what, what i did my tick, phd on is it really mm-hmm. how about that yeah well so that I, and other things but i, I te- i've taken that test probably four or five times now and you know surprisingly I, well probably not surprised i'm two standard deviations above the mean for an extroversion <laughs> being an extrovert <laughs> and so really one thing i've had to work on since high school really is toning it back, dialing mm-hmm. it in some, trying to be more introverted when I, I'm just dying to yell out. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that, that self-awareness is a big part of leadership. You know, knowing what your abilities are, knowing that, for me, it's being too much for people to handle sometimes. Right. Because, you know, I, I, I'm, I like to chat, I like to talk, uh, I can get distracted very easily, I can get others distracted easily. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of people don't really operate well under that type of um, leadership. Right. So right. I've had to try to dial that in some. What, what do you think I am, an extrovert or an introvert? I would say you're extroverted. You would be incorrect. Really? I have, I have test introverted every time. How about that? And that was one of the things I think, too, that, that, that you don't really know. Because a lot of, I would say, 4-Hers that I have seen that were um, through the years, like I was saying, was, you know, that were introverts how they, through public speaking and different projects where they were, hey, and just not to say forced, but when they put themselves in that situation, they really found out that they could actually get up and speak in front of people. Yeah, exactly. And that's a testimony to what 4-H does for young people, in my opinion. I mean, that's the, the proof is in the pudding when you do that. You know, they call that when you can change your personality, they call that emotional intelligence. Oh, really? So, for, for you, you know, me thinking that you're an extrovert, that must uh, indicate that you have a high level of emotional <laughs> intelligence, that you're very in tone yeah. with what your uh, yeah. your personality is and how you can overcome that. Well, <laughs> uh, it's it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. But I think I have gotten a little bit better through the years. I, I definitely, I remember, and this is crazy, believe it or not, it was really a struggle to even talk on the telephone. Really? I called people that I didn't know. I could not stand it, so... Big secret is is John is an introvert, and I. But again, I I can function, and I think that that's you know that's part of it. I mean, not it's not a bad thing. No, absolutely uh, not. And and I think you know kids get hung up, especially with the fact of being that during those formative years, you know that common thread that runs through uh, those ages is that they're prone uh, to um, periods of, of of low self esteem. Mm-hmm. And when they have those moments, it's almost like saying, well, you know, it, it must be something wrong with me. No, it's just who you are. Right. And it's not anything to be ashamed of. You just have to learn who you are, be who you are. And by that, 
you you are who you are. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think every uh, person is a leader? So I think that that's a tough one. Cause We're I, bordering I, on opinion here, I know. Yeah, so I think that in theory that everyone has a, everyone can take on a leadership role if they choose to. Right. So in whatever it is. Right. I think that some people are better at, at follower being a follower than a leader. Right. And Lord knows we need people that um, the worker bees that can take direction right. that you know don't necessarily want the the spotlight or being the the center of everything. Right. So I you know I think that's kind of a loaded question. I think people can be if they want to be. But if not, you know, there's plenty. There's more room for followers than there are leaders, right. I guess. Do you, I'm going to give you that. You know, I talked about being a history buff. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Napoleon, when he was retreating from Russia, he got out of his carriage and was walking beside his men, and his men were totally uh, just uh, just uh, angry. They did not think he was supposed to be a man of his position should not be out there. And he was walking that? with a common soldier. Isn't that, isn't that, that's strange, you know, when you think of him. Yeah. But, um, being, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's, like you said, it's important, you know, that, um, that we have those that are willing to, you know, do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, a really good quality that I think a leader uh, exhibits is being able to get down in the trenches with with the worker bees or whatever you want to call what you want to say and doing the same thing oh absolutely i never i always thought that that if you felt like that you were i would never ask somebody to do something i wanted to do myself you know that kind of thing i agree um but yeah i don't know it's uh it's kind of like that question i ask is you know who hunts Mm -hmm. and i say who hunts raise your hand and you know you may have half the class raise their hand others and no, I don't hunt. I've never been hunting. I said, well, what happens when you get hungry? You go to hunt in a hamburger. Or yeah, you go sure. To, you know, and, or you go to look for a hunt for a sale at a store. So can everybody be a good leader? I think I agree with you. I think that the, the, the ability to lead in some capacity is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it may not hey, it be my, like Myers-Briggs. It may be stronger on one end than it is the other for sure. Yeah, that's right. And I think a lot of it's based on your own drives and your own motivations and ambitions. You know, I think about what 4-H, how, you know, I, I consider myself to be a, a leader, I guess. And I think I really got my start in being interested in leadership was through 4-H in my um, elementary school program in fifth grade. I selected the uh, club president of my fifth grade class, Miss Anderson's uh, homeroom. So that's kind of... Shout out to uh, Miss Anderson. Yes, yeah. shout out to Miss Ruth Anderson <laughs> at elementary school. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, that was my first interaction with leadership. And then from there, after that, it was kind of expected that I was going to run for 4-H president because I kind of liked it. I kind of liked leading the meetings. And with my project, Livestock, we talked about that a lot. You know, sometimes cows and steers, whatever they are, are, can be the dumbest animals (laughs) in the whole world. And teaching them how to do what you want them to in the show ring you're actually practicing a leadership skill without even knowing it. Right. And it's patient, compassion, um, understanding, all those different things that you, you learn from that dumb uh, hamburger on legs, <laughs> walking burger, I guess. And it, it's kind of cool how that stuff all comes back into play. Yeah. How does shooting sports or safety promote leadership? Well, I think that uh, it's in 
again, like we've talked before, 4-H is 4-H. It's youth development by teaching life skills. We, te- you know, we develop that child by teaching life skills. It does not matter if it is a cow or a firearm or a bow and arrow. The, the thing that we have to remember is, is that is only the instrument used to teach the life skill. It is all headed in the same direction. We're all teaching um, uh, the same thing. Just the method may be a little, a little different based on the, the, uh, the instrument or tool that's used. So uh, I would say in 4-H safety, um, leadership really, I tell you what is really cool, and I love it, and I've seen it more than once, is to see somebody that, uh, a young person that may be struggling on the line and another young person sees that and steps up and says, hey, let me see if I can help you. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's its pretty moving to see that because, you know, you just, I don't know if we just get stuck in this stereotype that kids are just selfish and they only think about themselves. And But they're not like that, you know. And I think that, I think that's, again, I think that's a testimony to the program, you know. Um, they, they, there's just something different about 4-H and I, that sounds vague, but it's not. But you can tell a difference when a young person has been exposed to a positive learning environment like 4-H does. I think that provides that opportunity for those leadership characteristics to really grow because that's the ground, you know, that positive experience that we give them with, with, a, uh, you know, with something that they're interested in. I think that just provides that, you know, that real uh, fertile environment for them to grow and the result of that is you're going to see those opportunities to lead Um, other times i've seen of course with the 4-h safety ambassador program with a child that goes through that they want to be an ambassador they want to be at the forefront of uh, promoting uh, 4-h safety and i've seen them reach out to other young people as well as adults and and assist them so there's just a lot about 4-H that when we talk about citizenship, we talk about, uh, you know, leadership and things like that, where these young people are actually giving back to the community, that is just, it's absolutely amazing. And yeah. I know I've probably, what, do I need a jar for every time I've said amazing, but, you know, I put a quarter in it and we, you know, go buy a hamburger. But it's the truth. It yeah, really no is. doubt. I, I totally agree. I think that these 4-H'ers are, are getting so many skills, that, and there's no value on that. I mean, we can, no. it's, it's something we can't measure um, very effectively, but we know we're making a difference. You know what's exciting to me is the fact that what an op- awesome opportunity, and I am kind of jealous because we do have interaction with young people, you know, from in, in certain circumstances we do. You know, we get to be, you know, at Congress like we got coming up or we— maybe at a, a 4-H safety event or a PAD. We do have a little interaction with young people, but those uh, volunteers and agents that are on, you know, out there on the ground with them doing the program, right? they have such an awesome opportunity that I am jealous of at times because they get to see the full effect of it. They get to see that child change. They are a change agent in that person, in that young person's life. Catalyst. That's the catalyst. Hey, that's the good. Catalyst. Isn't that the, like the triangle? Yeah. Or no, that's the, what is that in the heat? 
in chemistry. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I'm removed from yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> now you got me off on something else. Uh, it's getting close to my coffee time. But, um, but yeah, and and they get to see that part of the process and um, and to see that young person grow. It is an awesome, awesome opportunity. And I, I wish more people would get involved. Um, and if you are, you know, to be that competent, caring adult in that young person's life, you you change that person. It's just like you can, I guarantee you, like you just mentioned, your teacher. Mm-hmm. We all have teachers that we remember right. uh, for good things and because they invested in our life. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's life-changing. We never forget them. So right. if you want you want a monument to your life, you, you be a, a teacher of some type or a, a person that is a mentor or involved with a young person in a positive way. Yeah, no doubt. Well, um, yeah, there's. I wonder what we're going to talk about next, John. There's I, this leadership sh- thing. I, I, this time flew. I know. We've already talked twenty minutes, <laughs> and I think we just barely skimmed the surface. Uh, we so may have to do a part two or we something. We may have to to yeah. be continued. That's but. right. Well, we may have uh, you know an opportunity to have a young person in here, and they can tell us, you know, by by their own mouth what four H. Uh, has done for them and how they it's changed their life too so i think that sounds like a great opportunity yeah, for us to bring in at 4-h congress next week absolutely absolutely well we are going to be uh seeing everybody there and having a big time and it's uh we look forward if anybody hears this by the time congress rolls around uh we'll see you uh, on the grounds and out and about but if we don't we'll see you next year yeah, no doubt. Yep. If if you're listening to our podcast and want to give John or I a shout out, yeah. we would be appreciative of that. See if people are listening. You know, my email address is kobe.rutherford at msstate.edu, and John's is uh, uh, same first as his, same as Kobe's. John <laughs> John dot long. You so. can you can send all the the bad email uh, to Kobe, and, yeah. and 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 he doesn't have to show it to me. So. <laughs> So that sounds good. Yeah. Well, tune in next time to 4H4U2, and we look forward to hearing from you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us for 4H4U2. For more information, please visit extension.msstate.edu and be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 4H4U2 is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service, Office of Agricultural Communications.